Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Welcome back. Are you guys there? Hello, hello. Happy every day, no matter what's going on in the world, guys. Are we Keep recording? the faith. We are recording now. Hi, everybody. Welcome hello. back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Good every day, no matter what. Let's keep the faith. Um, Interesting choice of words. I guess. So, you know, Matt and I were fighting again. You know, we always fight. We get into tips. What? Don't look so shocked as if like we never I'm fight. Sweetness and light. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I was so mad at you. <laughs> this happened a few times with a few fights. I said, don't be such a martyr. I'm like, and as I was saying it, I realized I really don't even know what that means, really. <laughs> but it just felt good to say. And um, and then oddly enough, I was sitting in the academy. I'm in this academy for children's picture book authors. And the word martyr came up. I'm like, here we go. For children's books? Uh, we talk about everything. Yeah, like we have the deepest, most rich conversations about stories in general and communication. It's really fascinating. And there's a reason why I'm completely addicted to children's picture books is because they are so deep. You can have hour long, many hours long conversations about a picture book that is 32 pages meant for a toddler. <laughs> but uh, they're really deep. So anyway... Then I looked it up myself because as we were talking about the word martyr, our teacher said martyr doesn't mean what you think it means. And she told us the meaning. So here we go. She told us the meaning, which is martyr actually means witness. And then I looked further into it. I'm like, oh, really? Because, I mean, that was just a few second thing of our hour long talk. Mm -hmm. But I got stuck on that word. Right. And so I looked it up myself. Martyr is an ancient Greek legal term of witness for someone who gives testimony or evidence in a court of law. That's a martyr. So it originally comes from way back in the face of Roman persecutions of early Christians in the first three centuries of the common era when Christians believers were put on trial for refusing to participate in their state religious activities which were regarded as a civic duty that was forced on all Roman citizens. Then the word changed after that and had a different meaning. So basically, the reason why I'm talking about this, going back to the original meaning of martyr, mm -hmm. and then we're going to get into like how martyr, the name changed, because it goes from basically you're in a court of law and you have to go against what you personally need. You go against your personal pains in pursuit of helping the public, right? So there's a divide. It's between the personal and the public. And then it gets into religion later on. 
And you, you can probably talk about that because I think you, I had you think about martyr and where it came from and everything. But then here we go, religion came into it. When I was looking for the definition, I found this article that was published exactly a week after September 11th. So to be exact, it was published September 17th, 2001 by Jim Kane, who back then was an assistant professor of literature at MIT and taught comparative media studies. He broke down what martyr is with Christianity and also with the Muslim religion. We're going to briefly touch on that, right? Right, Matt? Yeah. But the reason why I want to talk about this is truly it's about feeling torn between two conflicting impulses. Because really, the whole martyrdom, mart- the whole idea of the martyr thing is because I want to get back to the original sense of it, which means feeling torn between two conflicting impulses. And I want to talk about that within our relationships. So you have a work-life friend and you have your own private life. There's that separation. Can you truly be friends with someone that you work with in a total corporate environment? Like, for example, another example of that without being corporate would be most cops are not friends with normal citizens. Isn't that right? Right, yeah, there is this weird... Because there's a fundamental you don't know what we go through right and then now that we have the world in so much upheaval we have politics coming into it so can you be friends with someone who is so politically agitated or so politically distraught or or not even distraught but just like so political as opposed to back in the day we used just to be friends with everyone and it was easier to be friends with someone of a completely different political viewpoint get that is absolutely true you know then you have the religious friend as opposed to the friend who is more not not of a particular religion and this is something i've noticed lately too that if someone finds out you're not the same religion as they are even though you're totally open to all religions and you come from a place of love they will they will drop you <laughs> because there's that division for them. Well, I think it very much centers around core beliefs, right? Like, you know. Doesn't I've, it all, though? I've always talked about the layers of the onion. And if at the core of my onion, I am a born-again Christian. And that is something I express. And that is something part of my life. I don't want to have parts of my life that aren't going to help me support that core fundamental belief. And, and then, in, in, in some ways, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate even being questioned, let alone challenged about things that are at the center of their onion. Well, like all these different things that I'm bringing up, I mean, begs for a really deep conversation. Another conflicting impulse would be people of the opposite sex. Can men and women truly be friends? And what if you're not of a particular identity? You know, having all these different identities, can you truly, can our society at the moment being so... uh, Polarized? I guess that's a word for it. I can't think of a word for it. It just seems like there's such division and that sense of 
again, that the conflicting impulse is like really rampant in every area of life right now. Right. So people of different identities, can you truly, you know, how does that relationship work? How does that friendship work these days? And then what if you're in a relationship as opposed to being single? Can people who are single truly be friends with someone who is in a committed relationship or a marriage? It's different, right? Can people who have children truly be friends completely with people who don't have children? And when we became parents, this was such an idiotic thought to even entertain. Like, what are you talking about? Of course. But again, when you're dealing with such polarized sensitivities in our culture right now, it is an issue. It is an issue because people have different sensibilities for different situations. And you can't always gel, especially when the world seems like everything is a trigger. <laughs> everything <laughs> is a problem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Everything is an issue. Whereas like I came from feeling like nothing's really an issue, man, because <laughs> the issue is I love you. The issue, and it's not an issue. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. My, my thing is I don't really... That's not a deal breaker for me. Mm -hmm. I love people of different backgrounds. I love people who live completely different than I do. But when they start harassing me or looking down at me because I'm not them, I'm not like them, then that's a deal breaker for me. Right. Whereas I'm open to a circle that is rich with many ideas. I want to be well-rounded. So that's what I wanted to talk about today is feeling torn between two conflicting impulses and the whole idea of what a martyr is and how are we being martyrs these days within our relationships, within our society. What do you think, Matt? Wow. Let's start from, let's go back to the beginning of this article that was written by Jim Kane, who like did such a beautiful job of explaining the, where the term originated, which was from ancient Greek, the ancient Greek legal term. Right, and of it just witness. means witness. Right. And so, should I read the article, or do you want to explain what the article was? It, it, it's basically saying, I mean, it's the legal term, but then it, it gradually transmogrified into this sense of what are you willing to do instead of bearing witness. And so, like, it was really messed up back in the day because they were they really went gunning for Christians because Christianity was illegal. And so you would be invited over to somebody's house and just as part of like taking your shoes off and whatever, they would, you know, there would be a little altar to some Roman god and they would expect you to, I guess, um, you know, what is it? Um, do a little ceremony in the same way maybe there's the ritual washing feet when you go to temple or whatever it is and if you didn't do it then they'd be like he's probably a christian let's go let's go put him in court and i'm not kidding they would do this and right. so if they suspected you of anything they would again invite you to the house and, and watch you perform the ceremony or not and, and if you didn't then yeah and think about all the ways that that same thing, ritual, whatever it is, has repeated itself throughout history, throughout our society. You know, I just thought about like what happens with the one who started blacklisting people in the United States. If Macar they, McCarthy was responsible the, for blacklists. So in the American history, 
McCarthy was responsible for any like he really went after artists and he went after everyone basically and if they thought that you were of like anything related to like any any I don't know what how do you even describe it it was beyond communism like they were so they such fear was placed in to the society that if they thought that you were not like them your entire life was destroyed and people committed suicide because of it right. lots of artists in the movie industry free thinkers writers a lot of people a lot of lives were ruined because they were pointed at and basically said you are not one of us mm -hmm. however way they decided to label one of us like whatever that meant right it could have been the way you were breathing that day you're, oop you're not one of us you're out <laughs> and it destroyed people's lives right. and so how is that happening now i feel like that all that is happening rampantly isn't it why are you looking at me i am looking at it's it's mm. Oh it's my God! Here we go. Here, here's our fight because there's, there's so many fragments now in society. You know, I can remember when the president of a company I was working at did an all hands on deck call, and he said to everybody, "Hey, just get the vaccine." Wow. And there was people that I worked with who were like, "Oh yes, conspiracies and, and the whole bit." You know, the far right, the far left, the center. It doesn't matter. Everybody has their own kind of vaccination thing. You know, is there microchips in there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And for him to come out and say that, I mean, that was a little gutsy and weird. And you know, I thought it was an uncomfortable thing because it was taking again a personal decision and trying to mandate it again, creating in the larger scheme of the word. A martyr, you know, somebody who's willing to put their own personal and religious beliefs above the political and legal, or in this case, you know, workplace related. And, you know, they didn't check up on us or anything, but still, it was a weird, random thing for him to say. And that's just one example. I wonder, I wonder if you go way back, not way back, but if you go way forward in the future, what they truly will realize about the time that we're living in right now. What is happening? You know, we're going to have a conversation with a friend of ours next week because he had an epiphany and he didn't tell me what it was. But Mark, I cannot <laughs> wait. For not, a, not on the show, though. Not on the show, but we'll tell you what our friend Mark has realized because he has had an epiphany and things make sense to him now. I'm like, really? How? And what are you thinking? I cannot wait because our last fight, by the way, between me and Matt was that I broke down everything that was bothering me in our society. And he kind of had more of a Pollyanna, you know, a very like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's fine. It's just the, the pendulum swings this way and that way. Everything's going to work out. I'm like, but really? No, no. Because mm -mm. I was so upset. I needed to commiserate i needed someone to commiserate with me is that the word how do you say that word anyway can you help me out what's that word commiserate with misery thanks honey i just <laughs> needed to, to i needed to not complain about it forever but it was in me and i needed to expel it by just putting words to it and then letting it go but it led into a fight and then you're like that's it now you've convinced me the world is terrible 
there's no hope for anything i'm done and your whole posture you just gave up you were like i give up everything i'm like no 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 and then you're like what now you're gonna try to be positive too late anyway we, we got into a big fight and so anyway hopefully we're back right we're back we're back we're good we, we just i'm just saying it's important to take note of what is going on you know you can't have your partner be feeling okay case in point i am female i am not caucasian and so i'm experiencing things on a whole other level than my marriage partner is experiencing because he's white male like totally different you have a completely different way of walking in the world do you know what i'm saying you can be more carefree case in point when we go to the airport you always thank god i'm gonna actually knock on wood because i don't want you to go through what i go through knocking on wood you have a much better time at the airport than i do and that's very similar to how i feel like i walk in life is like it feels like things are easier for you it's more manageable not that things are easier for you because i mean you you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders especially taking care of our family i think it's a different kind of weight and that's the thing that we all need to realize is everyone's going through their own stuff and everybody has their own burdens that are, could be vastly different even in the same families. Yeah, pain is pain. You can't say my pain is greater than yours. For sure. I totally agree. So anyway, that's that was our fight. So going back to martyrdom, how do you... So it went from basically being in court and going against what you personally think would benefit your life and testifying for something that would be of greater good. And so there was that conflict. That's where it began. Well, honestly, I think it's the flip of what you just said. It's it's me making the choice not to testify because my personal beliefs were higher than the state, than what the state would have me do. Got it. Got, yes, you're right. And then, so then that was, as time went on, that became like, you became a hero for doing that. Because you stuck up for your values with your faith rather than what was supposed to be done, correct? Well, because you, you what chose... was quote-unquote legal is according to the state. Because, of course, right. as we know, the state likes to do things like sanction slavery as they did in Roman times. So you, you went with your You went with your, your personal spiritual... and religious beliefs. Yeah, you went with your personal spiritual beliefs rather than the beliefs of the land of... of the law of the land. To the point of being killed by the state. To the point of being killed. And then, so those people were considered heroes. Certainly by the people who believed the way they did, yes. So you were even, like, given, like, religious um, badges or well, whatever. Honestly, before the term martyr was actually a term, uh, so in, let's call it Old Testament times, they would actually read out registers in temple of people who had been quote-unquote martyred for their faith or in this case because it was before martyr killed for their faith and they would read these names out in temple so they would actually elevate to that whole next level and so speaking of elevate as time went on this whole thing became elevated so as the world started trading and you met people of different faiths and you were dealing with other countries, other right. parts of the world, then it became Christian versus everybody else. So then you really died for your religion because you wanted everyone else to be Christian, 
Right. Isn't that what happened? That, so then they became... That is one of, the, one of the starting points. And then it gets even more twisted because, of course, the French had fights between Protestants and Catholics. But, you know, it just further... Yeah, so then it became off. a truly, like, a religious war. And this article was describing that we tend to think of these days is that's where it came from. Once, you know, like it, it transformed into that. Right, right. Well, yeah, and, and a key kind of component to that sense of martyrdom we have now is the sense that of persecution mm-hmm. and the sense of obviously your commitment to this higher purpose. Right. And so my commitment, my, I, don't, I don't have a commitment, but what I'm saying is I just want to look at what are the conflicting impulses and can we get over them? Should we get over them? Yeah, we should get over them. Why shouldn't we? It's just an interesting thing. So putting aside my personal beliefs for the good of society? No. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying that <laughs> beliefs are just an illusion. Because if you step into some other situation, into someone else's shoes, your beliefs will be more fluid. You'll, you'll have compassion. The answer to that is, it depends. Because I can immediately, something that got all my uh, professors of philosophy always like to talk about was, of course, you bring up the Nazis, you know. And, and that's because the Nazis are literally the definition of ultimate evil, blah, 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 blah. Wow, you really went to the other side. <laughs> so, you know, there are certain beliefs that you know you they're, you can't yeah. put aside like yeah, i i believe slavery is wrong so there are deal breakers yes okay so yeah you're right there are there are definitely deal breakers okay however i've seen so many deal breakers that were able to become transcendent like um remember that story we saw of the black man who became friends with a kkk member they became friends. They stepped in each other's shoes and actually became friends. So it is possible. But I think to begin with, you know, not taking it to such extremes of bringing up Hitler and the KKK and all of that, let's let's take baby steps. So one of the one of the things, you know, like for example, the list that I made, like work life versus your personal life. How can we how can how can we bring the two together? Political strife as opposed to the way we were before. You could be friends with the opposite sign and still have a fun relationship or fun fun friendship. But now it's a deal breaker if you voted for Trump. Do you know what I'm saying? Or the other way around. Um someone who I've had this happen the past year. People who realized I was not Christian, they didn't really want to work with me anymore, like on projects and stuff, you know, or, well, you know, again, the opposite sex, there's always some tension or someone's going to get bent out of shape because your friend is of something opposite than you are. And, you know, then sex comes into it because people are so in America, so obsessed with like sex they're obsessed by it and then they hide it, but then they have no problem showing violence and terrible things happening. That's okay. That's okay. But God forbid 
you see a woman's breasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but it's okay to show incredible violence with crazy machine guns blowing people up and having body parts splattered. That's okay to see. But, oh, God forbid you saw a nipple. (gasps) Do you know what I'm saying? America is insane. And there's the soundbite, folks. Sorry. So and then you know, I, I, and then you have the I'm, married people versus the single people. I think again, it's it's layers of the onion, and it's about choosing how far into your onion you let people go, and having an understanding that just because someone fundamentally disagrees with you on a point that you hold very dear, it doesn't have to be a deal breaker. What? You know, yeah. I, why does it have to be such like me against this? You know, why has it become so? What's the word again? Why why the such extreme polar opposite? Well, it's, me against this. It's 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 manipulation by media. It's manipulation by um, mostly media, honestly. But um, you know, making it we're so, we're so polarized right now in that I'm right, you're wrong. Not even I'm mostly right and you're mostly wrong it's i'm right you're wrong it's very binary it's very black and white now which is ironic because that's how i saw the whole world until i was like 22 23 24 when i started to see shades of gray and that's one of the reasons why i can be okay with it um you know my best friend for the longest time he was very moderate and i'm not very moderate and so every once in a while we we start circling the horses and talking about whatever it was that we were talking about and it would get a little heated and now one of my best friends is uh, he's starting to feel more and more comfortable showing me how far removed from my from my beliefs that he is and that's you know the trick is we're being respectful of each other though and, and the trick is to maintain a sense of curiosity, not a sense of judgment. And that's a tricky thing. That's a hard thing. It's like when I start a new job, I don't want to go in and immediately start saying, well, you do everything is wrong because I'm just going to get a brick wall and they're just going to punch me in the nose and send me on my way. You know, and that'll be that. And the same way that we see ending friendships. But of course, getting terminated from a job is a very different experience. I'm being very careful. And so I'm making careful suggestions and I'm starting to get more and more passionate about the things that I'm doing. And as a matter of fact, you don't even know this, but I had a quick sit down with my boss on Friday just to say, hey, am I pushing too hard? Should I stop? Because I, I really enjoy being here and I want to be here. And, and he told me, rock on. So I can continue, but it's, it's checking it. And I think you also, you need to check your friends too, and make sure that you're not going too far. You're not, you know, you're not challenging them too much because people come to truth, not through words, but through experiences. Right. That's a heavy thing. Herman Hess said that it's been said in many different ways. You don't understand something until you experience it. And, and in the same way that they always talk about, you know, an enlightenment doesn't happen because of a series of words. An enlightenment happens because of an experience or because of a meditation, which again is an experience. This is how we truly reach enlightenment. And, True. you know, sometimes even when it comes to you through someone's words, you still need to process it and make it yours. And so 
we can't have a discussion where I'm lobbying for the death penalty and you're lobbying against the death penalty and neither side is going to say you're right. Both sides are going to have to disentangle, ponder it, and come back to it. And But the thing is, is we get so heated and so wanting to convince that our worldview is right because it's our worldview. I mean, that's where we live. And it's such a base level consciousness. It's such a it's such a low level way of thinking. It's about it's like being stuck in that mode of like ownership. I want to take this. I want to have that. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to this belief. I'm entitled to have this. Whereas like Really, I, you said you have to check your friends to see where they're coming from. You really have to check yourself. And we have to check ourselves. I have to check myself and think, am I really attached to this one belief? It's either my belief or some other belief. And I feel like for me, I'm not going to fall in that trap of getting to that mode where everything is a belief system. Where in fact, it's all an illusion that you can't be attached to things, ideas or things. You can't be attached to anything. If you want to flow and bend with the wind and not break, not have your heart break, not have your life like so broken, not have our relationships, our friendships broken, don't hold on to any particular belief. Just like... You know, let's, I want to be more like, I've never surfed in my life, but I always use the surfing analogy. Like, I just want to go with the waves, you know, and ride it as opposed to being swallowed up by it. I don't want to be attached to anything, any belief, any physical object to own. I I just think our, our way out of this such polarity is to not be so attached you always describe having an empty jacket in martial arts yes when you're fighting with someone you know let them have the jacket and you're walking away they're still fighting but it's an empty jacket of yours see my wife wants to become a buddha and this is actually a great segue because aside from of course the buddhist monks who light themselves on fire to protest war a traditional buddhist martyr is someone who understands in a future life, because there's a circle of, of life and you, you get reborn into a higher, lower phase, it's very dharmic, they will postpone their enlightenment or their transition to their next phase in order to help others. That's a Buddhist martyr, which is fascinating. But now back to you, freedom from attachment is a wonderful concept, absolutely. But it's an impossibility. Because if I just go with the flow, then by all means, imprison me. By all means, be an alt-right. See, you had to take it there. And, I said and baby steps. And that's what ethics does. That's what philosophy <gasps> wants us to do. A philosophy wants us to be able to it, Philosophy like that will keep accept. us stuck. I'm just saying to, to, the baby steps. I'm saying the core onion. There's a, there's, mm. there's a core onion to me. So okay? we're screwed. No, no, hold on. And as long as we can both agree that slavery is a terrible thing, as long as we can agree on probably, there's probably about a hundred other things in there that I can't think of But see, you're saying we have to agree. By the way, I do agree. Right, and that's just it. I can be friends with you if you have a different view on 
uh, you know, what the Second Amendment means. I can be friends with you. That's not sitting so tight in that But see, you're onion. taking it to the extreme. I'm just trying to start this process going for turning our society a little bit more friendly mm -hmm. by just taking baby steps. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to be friends with Hitler. Well, oh, see, there you go. You're no longer a Buddha. I'm sorry, babe. I did never said I was a Buddha. You said freedom from, complete freedom from attachment. I did not say complete. I just said I, I'm trying to, for myself, not be so attached to the material and not get so triggered. Like the other day I was driving the kids to the dentist and I saw a car, two cars in totally different neighborhoods that definitely had like signs on them that were scary and I got triggered. Right. You know? And it's so funny because our our pediatric dentist, who's like, to me, like a total Buddha, like, I love him. He was like, you know what? You're never going to not see that ever. You're always going to see something that is opposite from you that will trigger you. You're always going to see it. So, you know, and I don't remember what he said after that, but the feeling I got was, yeah, you're right. It's always going to be there. But... Am I going to let it affect my circle? No. Anyway, baby step. I kind of want to close the show off right. here. <laughs> Take the question. Try not to hold so much attachment if you're discussing something. Try Isn't that what I said? Yes, absolutely. But it's not in all things. It's on this thing you're discussing. Keep it light. Ask questions. Be curious. Well, I'm just saying don't get sucked and into the pit. don't expect the other side of the table to have any amount of enlightenment as far as what your position but is. But see, that's another attachment right there to expect the other side to agree with you or I to said, come I just around. Said don't. Did you? Okay. Don't expect anything from anyone else. I'm not going to expect anything from anyone else. From now on, I'm not going to expect someone to be a certain kind of friend. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to keep going my own merry way. <laughs> Right. Focus on the common ground. Probe maybe a little bit, but not with a huge amount of intention. Probe is a nasty word. It is, isn't it? It's gross. Didn't Ford have a car called the Probe? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Just stop. All right. All right. So let that be a thought for a few days until we talk to you in the next few days. There you go. Love you so much. Thank you again for listening. Go to our website. Get your free copy of the Ikigai of Friendship workbook. Reach out to us. Talk to us. If you want to come on our show, reach out to me. Just go to contact on www.ourfriendlyworldpodcast. What is our... What is our... Ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's www.ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. <laughs> uh, go to contact. Click on that. I'll get... I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you if you want to come on our show and if there's something you want to talk about something you want to get off your chest let us know love you talk to you in a few days be well bye